Are you constantly reminding your toddler to share? Do you have to explain over and over again why it's nice to share? Or do you believe that teaching your child to share will set them up poorly to face the real world in the future? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply and what should you reject? That is the big question and in this podcast we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. Sharing. It's a big topic and rightly so. We parents want our kids to be good sharers because basically we want them to get along well with their peers as they grow up. But if you have a toddler, you know very well that the twos are a terrible time for sharing. And I wouldn't blame anyone if they questioned continuing their playgroup get-togethers with other families with toddlers, given all the toy-hugging, grabbing, and tears that can result from shared playtime. So let's get into today's topic, sharing in early childhood. Why aren't young children good at sharing? So, I'll start with babies, who in fact do share. Hearing this may surprise you, but in fact, little babies do share. Sharing is inborn. Babies will take some of their cereal or their biscuit and put it in your mouth, so they will share in that sense. But what happens developmentally is that at about 18 months, As your baby turns into a toddler, your child goes into what is commonly referred to as the no stage, which is actually his second developmental stage. At this point, all signs of sharing as parents would like to see them seem to disappear. Briefly, what happens in this no stage is that the child has to come to see himself as a separate person. Babies are not born knowing that they are separate people in order to develop into an adult who can make decisions, but can also be flexible, who is self-assured in expressing his or her opinion, and who is at ease with herself or himself, the child has to assert himself and must be allowed to do this sufficiently during the second developmental stage. So, back to sharing during this time. Parents want their child to share his toys, and they don't want him to grab other children's toys. In the no stage, however, the child is solidifying his feeling that he is a separate person, and the way that he strengthens this feeling of being solidly separate, he says things like mine. He grabs things, he holds on to things, and he won't let anybody take them away from him. I'll elaborate further on this point towards the end of the episode, but here I want to say that although there's no doubt that it's difficult for you that your child isn't sharing and being quite nasty about it, it is important for him to refuse to share. There's another reason why toddlers aren't good at sharing, and it's because they are egocentric. That is, they cannot take on another person's point of view. So when a parent says, share with Tommy, Tommy wants the toy. 
It will make him happy to play with the toy. You should share with him. They simply don't understand. They don't understand Tommy's point of view. They only see their own point of view, and they cannot understand Tommy's need, no matter how well a parent explains it. So now we know why young children aren't good at sharing during toddlerhood. How do you teach a child to share then? In evolutionary terms, in order to survive as a species, humans need to share. Because of this, a child who achieves his sense of autonomy by about three will share moving forward. As I said earlier, sharing is an inborn behavior. What happens is that because he now feels that he is an autonomous person, he no longer needs to grab things and try to strengthen that feeling by fighting and saying that things are his. At around three, this intense fight to say no and to grab and hog will disappear. He will slowly start to share willingly, especially if his parents model sharing. That is, they have shared and are sharing in his presence. And he will share especially if he is securely attached and especially if he has achieved a strong sense of autonomy. Briefly, achieving a strong sense of autonomy is because his parents allowed him to express his need to say no and to say mine. The reaction to his screaming and grabbing has been met with empathy, patience, and certain boundaries. For instance, when he grabs a toy that belongs to another child, it has to be taken away from him and given back to the other child. But how the parents do this will greatly influence how well he will achieve a strong sense of autonomy. On a different note, he will also begin to share because his ability to see the other child's point of view is growing. The bottom line is that given our evolution, a child's inborn tendency to share is primed to emerge, but parenting plays a big role in whether it will emerge or to what extent it will emerge. Okay, so how does parenting play a role? What can parents do to help their child grow up to want to share? As with all the developmental stages, how you parent helps to set the stage for the child's future. Although his brain is pushing him to grab and say no to everything, parents have to find a balance between asserting themselves as a parent and helping their child to affirm himself in this stage. In fact, how parents handle this whole difficult stage influences how well their child will eventually share. The topic of sharing at any age boils down, in good part, to how parents and primary caregivers handle their child during this stage. And this is our E in WISE parenting formula, which stands for education. Not sharing is part of what happens during the no stage. Not sharing helps him develop his feeling of being a separate person. To know this is very helpful. To know this as parents is very helpful. Knowledge gives you the strength for the very difficult task of parenting and specifically to sharing. The child not sharing can be very trying for parents, but knowing that it's part of a larger picture 
and knowing why it happens can help you to be more patient and more empathetic with your child. When your child resists sharing, know that is not your parenting that's bad. It's not that you have a monster child. It is developmental. To know this is very helpful. This brings me to the importance of knowing who your child is, the W in our wise parenting formula. Depending on your child's inborn temperament, you, the parent, will have an easier or a more difficult time handling your child's nose and toy hogging. Because of differences in temperament, one child will look as if he was sharing all through this nose stage, whereas another child will be much more difficult when made to share. Keep in mind again, that your child's sharing or not sharing is affected by his inborn temperament. So helping your child through this stage, wherein he constantly needs to assert himself in an empathetic way, will set him up to share willingly, or at least fairly easily, in the future. How then should parents handle extreme non-sharing behavior during toddlerhood, knowing that their child cannot share at this age? Children under about three won't be able to share in a way that parents understand it and would like to see it. But there are two behaviors that can happen in toddlerhood that can help make playtime more pleasant. The first is that if your relationship with your child is very good, you have chances that your child will seemingly share with you and with others in order to please you but not because he understands the concept of sharing. It's because his desire to please, which is both inborn and stems from a good relationship with you, momentarily overrides his need to assert himself. It's the parents whose child is securely attached and who allow their child to assert himself with them in many ways who will see this seemingly sharing behavior. The second is turn-taking. It may look like sharing, but turn-taking is the best you can hope for in toddlerhood. It is really just the child learning how to play nicely, which you can start teaching young children to do, especially under very good circumstances and when the turn-taking is rewarding for them. In other words, they will get their turn quickly enough for them to understand that it will come rapidly after the other child takes his turn. Again, parenting is not easy. It takes energy and planning to deal with a grabbing, hogging child. A great tool to use is distraction, to present an entirely new and different activity or game or another toy and to present it with great interest on your part. For instance, oh wow, did you see what's inside this box? Oh wow, this is so neat. Or something else entirely. Or in a playgroup, this may be the time to bring in the snacks and announce that it's snack time. Distraction is one path to having a child let go of a toy with a more pleasant outcome. Distraction is key in the moment, but in general, parents should be modeling sharing, as I mentioned earlier. It's extremely important to demonstrate, to show your child, to model what sharing looks like. I'm not telling you to announce to your child that you're sharing. In fact, constantly drawing attention to the fact that you are sharing will desensitize him to your sharing behavior. So don't say it. 
Just do it happily. I assure you he will notice. Even if he can't share during the no stage, you will be modeling how to do it when he moves into the next stage, when he will be able to start sharing. So what are some examples of sharing that parents can model for their young child? There are many opportunities to share with those you care about, many of which come naturally and we don't even recognize them as sharing. For instance, when we offer to share our food with someone else because it's so good, when we call someone over to share something of interest that we've seen, come and see this. When we share a joke, when we share a story from our day's experience, when we share an umbrella in the rain, or we share and take turns when playing games, enjoy sharing. All of this and so much more is involved in modeling sharing for your child. So as of about three, once a child finishes the no stage and enters the next stage, you said that they're primed to share. I'm sure sharing doesn't just suddenly happen one day. There must be an evolution. So how do young children start to share willingly? Parents want their child to share nicely with other children, but real sharing comes from the child. When I say that sharing emerges at around three, what I mean is that the inborn tendency to share re-emerges and the child is less egocentric, has a greater concept of what another person may need. And so a child around three will, on his own, want to share. Now, the inborn tendency to share does re-emerge around three. But even if the child is securely attached, and even if the parents have modeled sharing, it does not mean that this child will share automatically simply because his parents expect him to and are asking him to. Sharing truly has to come from within the child. Parents have to be patient and respect their child's feelings. It's normal to not always feel like sharing. Your preschooler may not always feel like sharing. Usually, he will first share with the people closest to him. Even as adults, we are more likely to want to share with those closest to us. If you have a preschooler, you may have noticed that he is more willing to share with you than with a friend who is visiting or at a park, more willing to share his sand toys with a friend he knows well and not with a child who has just wandered over and started playing with your child's toys. This is normal and part of the evolution of sharing. Parents, keep in mind how you would react in a situation, say at the office, when you're working at your desk and someone comes over and takes a highlighter off your desk. Your reaction and willingness to share your highlighter will differ if this is a work friend or a coworker you aren't friendly with. In situations in a playgroup, toddlers will inevitably have to share or play nicely at some point. So what do parents do when toddlers have such a hard time sharing? If distraction and turn-taking haven't worked, then chances are that you have an enraged or extremely upset child on your hands. Parents must be empathetic with his feelings of rage and other expressions of his need to assert himself. This doesn't mean that parents should allow their child to grab and hog all the toys for himself. But what is important is the way they help him 
express his strong emotions by empathizing with his feelings when he has been made to give up the toys. It may be easier for me to explain if I give you some examples of what you shouldn't do. First thing is not to punish or scold your child for not sharing. When your child doesn't want to give up a toy for another child to play with, you shouldn't say things like, you're a bad boy, good boys share, or stop crying, you've had your turn already. When your child goes off and grabs a toy from another child again, you shouldn't say things like, don't grab, you know that, or if you take that toy, you're in timeout. Other things to avoid include screaming, speaking very harshly, slapping the child's hand, grabbing the toy out of his hands. Generally, you should avoid being hard on your child physically or emotionally. The reason to avoid doing all these things is that you don't want your child to associate sharing with bad feelings. If sharing has been associated with bad feelings because you've reprimanded, because you've scolded, because you've told him he's a bad boy, then it becomes more difficult for him to share as he moves into the next developmental stage. He may share, but it will be resentfully. This won't play out well in the long run. So there's a lot of pressure on parents today to get it right. Parents often feel they are being judged. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to know whether you are parenting your child the way you think you should, or if you're parenting your child in a way as to show other parents that you are competent. Sharing is a perfect example of this. I've seen parents explain and try to teach their toddler how to share. It's clear that they're saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing to show other parents that they're doing a good job. So what do you think of this? Seeing as toddlers are unable to share, parents would be creating a frustrating situation to repeatedly try to persuade their toddler to share, both for them and for their toddler. It's unpleasant for you to constantly remind, and it's creating negative feelings related to sharing for your toddler. And it's making it difficult for your child to feel competent because he simply can't do what you want. Now that you know that your toddler really can't share, and now that you know how to react when he doesn't share, I hope you'll have the confidence to hold back trying to impress other parents at your next get-together. The more you know, the more you can avoid falling into this trap. Focus on your toddler, his current limitations, and the long-term impact your patience and understanding will have on your child. I don't say this lightly, and I know it may not be easy to do, but having the information that we've provided in this episode will help you feel more confident about your parenting decisions. So now, switching to a different angle of sharing, I've read some blogs where parents express that they intentionally aren't trying to teach their child to share, because their value is that in this world, it's much more rewarding not to share than to share. They voice that in the real world, if you don't take what you want and need, other people will take advantage of you. So what do you think of this? The first thing I would say is that I hope and expect that these parents won't punish or reprimand their child for sharing when he begins to do so. After that, 
I would say that in not teaching their child the importance of sharing in certain circumstances, they may be doing him a disservice. The parents may, in fact, be unintentionally setting up their child for a more difficult future. What may happen as the child gets older and is in situations with other children is that he may get into trouble at nursery school or elementary school for not sharing because he's been led not to share. Therefore, he may not only refuse to share when expected to, but he may not understand when it's really important to share. Later on, when he is supposed to share information, when he's supposed to work on a team, when he's expected to contribute to a group, he may have difficulty doing so or knowing how to do so. Sharing isn't just about toys. That's how it starts. But an openness to sharing extends much wider as the child gets older and becomes an adult. If you're concerned that sharing will lead your child to not having a backbone, don't be worried. It's not sharing that leads a child not to not being able to assert himself. This comes from other sources, which we won't address today. But I will say that the ability to assert yourself as an adult is greatly influenced by how your parents permitted you to assert yourself during the no stage. There are true long-term consequences to your being patient and understanding with your toddler. Back to worries about teaching your toddler the importance of sharing. Developing the skill to share under positive circumstances, as we outlined earlier, will help your child to have strong and positive friendships with others as he grows up. As a last point, this mindset about teaching not to share is ironic because the chances are that parents who have this mindset about sharing are themselves, in fact, sharing. It's very difficult to live together in a family or to have friends or to have good relationships without sharing. So, Today's episode may have been a big aha moment for you if you have a toddler or a young child who isn't sharing as you would like him or her to. I hope that now, knowing more about how the second developmental stage, the no stage, limits your toddler's ability in being able to share will help you stay as patient and empathetic as possible during the very exhausting and trying no stage. Holding back from punishing and forcing your child to share will allow your child's natural tendency to share to reemerge when he hits around three years old. In order to help yourself to react positively when your child is grabbing and hogging, try turn-taking and using creative distractions with great enthusiasm. When all else fails, do what you can to be patient and empathetic when your child is embarrassing you like mad. This advice to remain calm and to be empathetic in the midst of chaos isn't said lightly. Some of you will have more difficulty doing so than others. It is important for you to be aware of your behavior so that you can control it. When you're not being consumed by how your child is acting during a non-sharing episode, remember that more than you realize, you are most likely showing your child how and when to share. Honest sharing should make you happy and your young child will pick up on this. 
I've seen mothers stress out about teaching sharing in the moment when their toddler isn't sharing. I hope that our episode today has convinced you that your teaching your child how to share is mostly indirect and involves your behavior with others. This week, notice how much you are sharing with others in the presence of your child. Chances are, you are sharing far more than you realize. No need to talk about how you're sharing. Just continue to do it. In today's episode, we talked about developmental stages, particularly the second stage, the no stage, as it concerns sharing. We will be releasing a four-part series on the crucial stages your child must go through on November 11th and 14th. So listen into those episodes where we'll go over the first three stages that your child will go through by the age of five in more detail. Each of these stages come with difficult behavior. Just like in the no stage, knowing that these behaviors are associated to a particular stage, knowing how to better handle these behaviors, and knowing how each stage impacts your child's future development will help you to feel clearer, more at ease, and more confident about your parenting decisions as your child goes from one stage to the next. We also talked about how a child's temperament influences how he will go through the stage and how this influences your parenting. Please tune in to a bonus episode also being released today, How Your Child's Inborn Characteristics Affect Your Child and Your Parenting. Listen in and download it for future reference. The information is pertinent for so many topics. In it, we explain more in-depth how the W of your child, the who he or she is, is the foundation for the who he or she will become. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, Many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, The Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.